Human Torque with your Andalites, Yerks, and Taxons. If you managed to get some earbuds, welcome to the Wonder Yerks. For all your Animorphs re-reading and eventual re-watching needs, I'm Sarah. I am Blair. I'm Seda, and were you guys ever worried when you invited me to be on this podcast that I'd be really into murdering birds? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I would be honest here. It hadn't crossed my mind. Yeah. At, at the time, no, I ha- I didn't think so. Yeah. Well, I'm not. But I, wait, hold on. Actually, I, I I think the mythos that we originally established at the start of the show was that um Blair anamorphed into Gerald, and then Gerald anamorphed into a person, like real Gerald anamorphed into a person, and then that was you. Oh. Like oh, I think that was the, I think that, I think that was the fiction that I established in the episode descriptions. I think that might be true oh no if i'm gerald i do like to kill birds. i'm vegan gerald <laughs> wait then if gerald is blair and you're gerald who the fuck is this david david is this you oh david if you david you have to tell us if you're david otherwise it's entrapment yeah this feels like we're trying to contact spirits, but in the most confusing possible way. Like that, like that scene in Hereditary. Uh, yes, exactly. It's like all exactly. of the scenes in Hereditary. It's like a lot of scenes in Hereditary. This podcast. Did you know I've that noticed. this podcast is just like a beat-for-beat beat recap of Hereditary? Yeah, you have to listen yeah. to it at one point five speed, all in a row. But it is. You have to listen to it at one point five speed, and then just like watch Hereditary a lot of times. It syncs up. It's crazy. Do it's not do it bonkers. while you're on mushrooms. You will die. Ew, don't watch Hereditary if you're on mushrooms anyway. Oh, God. I can't imagine watching... Oh, you indeed, like, the, right? The idea of watching that movie anything but stone cold sober is terrifying to me. Yeah. Like, if I drink a beer before that movie, I'm fucked. <laughs> I was definitely drinking uh, the first time I watched it because I sell beer at movie theaters now. Um, and so that was fun. <laughs> So how did how did you how did you enjoy spending twelve dollars for a crappy IPA? Um, well, they're like six to eight. Oh, that's actually really affordable considering what movie theater prices are. Yeah, yeah. well, you also live in New York, and I live in the fucking Midwest, so things are way cheaper here. I mean, I live in Rochester. It's not like New York City. Well, it's still way more expensive out there. You got um, yeah, you got me there. Uh, so, um, Blair, just out of curiosity, what's your like? What's your like state tax? What's your like state tax on everything? Because we got like an eight percent tax over here. I'm just curious for comparison's sake. Um, I think it's like a <laughs> cool, cool. Like seven. Podcast. This is like cool conversation. It's like seven. Cool. Animal podcast. Cool. Sorry, cut that entirely. I don't know why I felt that felt the need to ask that, but I was just curious. I had like because I went to Philadelphia recently. Cut this. No, I'm not even gonna tell the story. Cut no, this we have thing, to talk please. about Philadelphia state tax. <laughs> I just, I just, I all uh, the only story that I have is that I went to Wawa and their state tax was way less than I expected. Wow. How was Wawa? I was good. I got the same sandwich twice. I like got one. I like ordered it. I like ordered it on the touchscreen menu, and then it was like, "Do you want anything else?" I'm like, "Yes, please. I will order the exact same sandwich again." One time, one time, my friend went to a restaurant and got a burger, and then the, the server asked, "Do you want a dessert?" And she said, "I like another burger." Said <laughs> the way you just said, "I like burger." <laughs> I'm. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Did she just have a second burger for dessert? Yeah. I'm gonna lose my mind. Sorry, I'm literally crying. I don't know if we can do this. <laughs> we look at okay. the cover of an Animorphs book. Yeah, let's look at the cover of an Animorphs book. See how bad this one is. So this week we read the Threat, the second in the in the in the David uh, franchise, the David trilogy, which I'm starting to regret even foreshadowing that this was a trilogy because now you guys know where this wraps up in the next book. I think that's okay. But um, so I just want to get a gut check before we actually get into everything because I'm worried that like some things that I say might give some things away. How do you think this wraps up? 
Um, I genuinely have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it's going to resolve as, somehow. David might die. Yeah, as aforementioned, kid death. Yeah, we did talk about kid murder last time. <laughs> yeah, you did. I did not. I, I, I did hear that, yes. Um, mm. But it seems... <laughs> Maybe he gets shot into space. Maybe he gets taken prisoner. Um... I'm guessing. No matter what, I'm no matter. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you guys ramble for a little bit, uh, and just no matter what your, no matter what your, uh, no matter what you think, my uh, answer is just gonna. My, my response is just gonna be interesting. No comment. Sure. <laughs> um, Maybe he gets nothlitted into worm. Oh, and worm! And cannot. <laughs> interesting. No comment. Sorry, I really giggly today. <laughs> That's okay. I actually did not intend to actually do a meme there. I was just like fascinated by oh, a worm. <laughs> Because worms don't think much, I think. Yeah. Um, I do like I do like the phrasing of nothlitted. Nothlitted. <laughs> nothlit as verb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you have any theories, Blair? Um, I would say well, I, I I am almost I'm gonna bet money that he does not become a reoccurring character. So uh my bet is on child murder or okay. um he just loses his memory somehow, and it's fine. Interesting, no comment. Oh, amnesia is a possibility. Yeah. Interesting, no comment. I really think he could be shot into space. Uh, that's also kid murder. Well. <sighs> I mean, it is. You Interesting, no comment. In pod. Put him in a pod. That's <laughs> okay. some kid murder! It's just kid murder via starvation! Maybe put, it, put him in... Put him. Okay, it's kid murder. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did kid murder again. <laughs> Interesting. No comment. Um. So I so I I'm I'm physically restraining myself from telling you guys whether you're right or wrong about this. And no, ex- explicitly I'm, to I'm not gonna say anything. But God, I want to tell so badly. <laughs> I'm probably gonna actually let it slip. Um, I'm, I'm excited to find out one way or another. Yeah, we're, and this we're gonna this is an this is gonna be an accelerated thing because we have to record next week, or we have to record early because my girlfriend is coming from Vancouver to visit me the week after the week that we normally would record an episode on Wednesday or Thursday. So I'm gonna be unavailable those nights, and we have to record super early. So get y'all reading glasses ready. Oh my god! Hell yeah! I also all of all of my notes are handwritten this week because my computer was broken. So mm-hmm. you'll hear very scholarly. Um, like. ASMR page turning, um, but also yeah. my handwriting is completely incomprehensible. So we'll see if any of this makes sense. Y'all, we're we're coming up on the, this is actually the half. No, we're we're coming up on the halfway point for the books. We had five books till the halfway point. I almost forgot how the math works there for a second. What really? <laughs> I thought there were way more. There's twenty. There's fifty two. Oh shit! How many do you think there were? I don't know, like a hundred. <laughs> like a normal number like 100 except what i said was 100 so I don't, know if, <laughs> I don't know if that's more or less i think it just means like around 100 yeah sure. let's sure. talk about this book cover folks sure. oh my god I've got, I... a very, I've got a very high-res jpeg i'm looking at here and i'm gonna link it in the in the in the chat real quick for oh, y'all um because this one's this one's extremely good <laughs> no i love this one for a lot of reasons I love this one because Jake, like, immediately Jake, like, is, like, he, he's, like, standing, like, stalwart, hands on his hips, like, absolute Superman pose. And then, like, the next the next pose, he's, like, it's, like, the it's like if you had to, like, take a picture of that vine that's, like, I'm gonna munch, I'm gonna crunch. Yeah. Like, that's what he looks like to me, and he's instantly happier. I mean, I, I definitely tweeted out the second face. <laughs> yeah. Here. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, because I did love it immediately because um, after the second face... Um, it does just start to start to look like furry territory, so that's less interesting. Um, but the second face is just like a strange child. It's it's Jake, but it's Jake in an alternate universe where he's happy. Oh, baby boy! <laughs> no, don't say that. Oh no. Uh, I think this is interesting because, of all things, kind of like dog like transformations are the things we probably have the most of in media, just because of like werewolves and stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. I love thinking about this as a werewolf transformation, but you just end up as a golden retriever. I. That's extremely good to think about. How y'all feeling about like the little halo around Homer's face in that last one? So 
It's great. And that would mean it was one of the books you could open it. It was like cut out. Yes! And on the inside, yes! they have like a little scene of just the Yes, animal. I remember that. Yeah. Oh my god, good fucking catch. Yeah. Jesus. I think, well, I have exact three. I have physical copies of exactly three Animorphs books. And they all do that. So it was it was a good reminder. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, y'all want to get into this book? Um, I do. I'm actually gonna pull up the Wikipedia article because I read half of it a week ago and yeah, same here today. So, um, the beginning is not something I remember super well. Well, no, because well, the beginning the beginning picks off from exactly where we left off after right, they yeah. uh, they so they're falling is... from the blade ship and yeah. uh, Rachel and Tobias grab all the baby all the little baby cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of, when I first started reading this book, I kind of forgot that Rachel and Tobias were just, like, doing their own thing. Yeah. Um, I thought they, so I was, I thought like, they were in the I was like, how are they going to make it out of here? And it was like, Rachel and Tobias just come in. And I'm like, oh, I, I guess also, that works. Like, I love, though, that they had, like, a significant conversation while falling. They're like, ah, oh, we're falling. We're going to die. No, we won't. We're cockroaches. We're very little. Our mass is small enough that we won't die. Except if we land in the water. Ah, tension, tension, tension. Oh, no, the birds caught us. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Fair enough. My favorite thing in the world about insects is that they don't take fall damage. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be immune in the Star Wars. The way you fr- <laughs> I'm sorry. The way you phrased that just kind of got me. <laughs> like, you, you phrased that like, like a shitty t- mid-2000s web co- gaming webcomic would. <laughs> God. <laughs> like, like, ch- like Char- Chuck McFarbiter mm-hmm. tells his friend Steve, Steve, mm-hmm. like, hey, why don't bugs take fall damage? That's kind of OP, isn't it? Please nerf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, don't nerf insects. They're just trying their best. They're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, 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 and Stevenen is uh, that that's check, look for it on uh, Barnes and Noble shelves. It's my new ship. I will only buy it if they sometimes sit on a couch playing video games. Oh, that's every panel. It's like Dinosaur Thank Comics. God. Yeah. It's like it's like Dinosaur Comics, except it were except it's the, it's the exact same panel for every comic. Perfect. That's good. That's good. Um, okay. I have to say, I also love that almost immediately they bring back the like David can't morph clothes. And Axe is like, so what? <laughs> I know, I love him so much. He literally like refuses. He cannot wrap his mind around clothing at all, which is so funny. There's, ex- there's like, an extremely good line in this book when they're like, um, let someone someone get uh, David a hat, and they're like, there's a bunch of back and forth, and then Axe just jumps just in half into the conversation. What is a hat? It's so like. I mean, he has eyes on his head. David Duchovny right? saying, "What are frogs?" Yeah, what yeah. Are frogs? Just in the background. Did, what what is it? Did you say? Do you say David Cage? What are frogs? No, no I no, said Duchovny. Duchovny. Okay, that I've heard Cage wrong, for though. some reason. It is Duchovny. It is Duchovny. Yay, yes. Look at me though. <laughs> ten for ten. The oh my god! The way he just asks, "What is a hat?" What is a hat? And then he's just and then someone explains it like, "Oh, of course. Okay, so you leave your face unclothed, but everything else is fair game." He's just like so fed up with the idea of clothing. I love him. Which made me think so much about that one incredible drawing someone did of him wearing like the booty shorts and then the shirt that says, "My eyes are up here." And then the hat that says my eyes are up here, <laughs> like just gen- like pointing up to his eye stalks. So yeah. yes, I love that hat. And so immediately, uh, Cassie and Rachel delicately avert their gazes, and Tobias goes in bird form and shoplifts a Grateful Dead T-shirt, which is so funny to me. I don't know why the speci- specificity of it. It was like board shorts and an orange Grateful Dead T-shirt that he just brought and then he was like don't worry i'll mail the money and jake was like <clears throat> i'm protagonist we have to make a rule against stealing brr, 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 brr. and then david's Who like cares? i want to kill some birds and it's like okay this whole guys. thing was so absurd to me because i'm like jacob um you were a teenage boy uh why do you care about shoplifting it's also he's the moral he's the moral compass by which everyone else must align themselves it's, it's shoplifting <laughs> it's shoplifting a grateful dead t-shirt which probably costs like 25 cents to make it's also like if a bird stole a t-shirt and then you got money for the t-shirt i think that raises more questions than if a bird just stole, than a, t-shirt. If a, bird just stole a t-shirt which already raises some questions right <laughs> you know like like yes you can't press charges against a bird 
Um, but did you go to law school? I I did not take bird law in college. <laughs> so so there was that whole thing where the monkey took the picture and then Peta sued on his behalf. Yes, then, the monkey named Naruto. <laughs> yeah. Do you the monkey think? Na- okay. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think bird? <laughs> do you, Do you think? Are you asking if you think you could like press shoplifting charges on a bird? Yeah. Listen, um, listen. I would say no because birds don't understand human what society. What if you saw the bird wearing the t-shirt? <laughs> okay. if, you, if I saw that bird wearing the t-shirt, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I like if I go to the if I go to the store. No, say, I would not I, say fuck yeah because I can't fly with a t-shirt on. Okay, I would say I would be like if I was if I like like say I went to the store and I was like, okay, that is the coolest t-shirt I have ever seen in my life. It costs two hundred dollars, but it's the best t-shirt I've ever made. And I buy it and then I walk outside the bird snatches out of my hand. I see that bird wearing it. I help that bird out of the. I say fuck yeah and I help that bird get out of the shirt so it can fly. Sure. Um. That's a fun little vignette. <laughs> I want. Can I use yeah. that as a music video? I don't know what song I'd do it for, but I'm sure I've got one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Please go ahead. One of my Holy saddest f- ones, preferably. Yeah, for sure. I'm for sweating sure. my ass off. Uh, <laughs> it's Keep it warm. on. We, you need it for things. Hey, that's a joke. Hey, guys. I made oh. a joke. I hope you enjoyed that one. I'm willing to give some space for humor on this show. <laughs> but not too. Yeah. Let's, 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 like, keep that. Yeah graph, you know, fairly consistent, though. Sure, sure. Sure. What happens next? He gets um, they turn into seagulls, right? Because they have well, to scout out the uh, the area around the Marriott. They do very shortly, but just before that, there's this great point where I think David wants to acquire some bird or another, and Tobias just starts going off about the birds that he hates. Yeah, it's so good. And somebody Tobias. says, Tobias just has some fairly definite opinion about birds, which <laughs> makes me so, so happy. Much. And then Marco like makes a reference to a song, and he just starts singing a song, and everyone's uh-huh. like, Marco, why are you singing? Which just makes me so happy, because yeah, sure, of course he would just sing, and everyone would ignore him, and then I he'd think... keep singing, and they'd be like... Marco. <laughs> yeah, that's very Marco. Would you um, like to explain? The yourself? the thing that th- also uh, David when when I when uh when Jake says Tobias has some fairly definite opinions about birds, David says he's like a racist or something, only with birds instead of people. And then Cassie is like, Well actually birds are different like species and like humans are all the same I species, mean, so no, I it's mean, not to the be, same. To be fair, it, A it's Cassie and B Cassie is black, so no, like exactly. I kinda get it. Like no, it makes no, sense to come from exactly. Cassie's mouth. Okay. I don't mean well great. actually in a sort of condescending way. She was like, Well actually it's like not the same at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just by the way, David. Fucking yeah, idiot. And- they, yeah, they I'm gonna to... I'm gonna look up this thing that he sings, by the way, because this looks familiar, but it's something I can like gra- I, nothing I can like recall off the dome. I don't remember it ringing any bells for me, but I'm sure it, it might. It seemed um, like an old timey song. Yeah, they from, turn like, old into uh, it's 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 the it's the U- it's the official song of the U.S. Air Force. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. There's no reason I would have known that then. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. They decide that the least suspicious morph to go check out this beachside hotel is naturally a seagull because there's I always I love I love whenever they use the seagull morph because it's just like it's always like it's always a half chapter them being like oh fuck that looks tasty as shit. It did remind me. I don't remember if I ever told this story. If we've discussed seagulls before, one time a seagull stole an entire slice of pizza from my friend. Um, On the last day of sixth grade, we went out for lunch and because it was the last day, uh, we were all feeling rowdy and so we stayed out past the time we were supposed to and we were like hanging out by the water and a seagull came down, stole a french fry from me and then stole an entire slice of pizza from my friend and I still (laughs) think about it. (laughs) Um, um, A seagull once ruined my sister's ice cream. It didn't steal it, but uh, we were just like sitting out at like like, uh, by the docks and there's like an ice cream shop by the docks. And uh, my sister's like got the ice cream. She's about to you know take her first like her first lick of it, and then a bird shits and it lands like right on her wrist. Oh no! Oh no! And it it, do- it doesn't hit the ice cream directly, but there is enough splash damage, and she's got like white ice cream, so you can't like necessarily eat her around. That is insane. That sucks. Um, <laughs> pinpoint accuracy. I've been pooped on by a bird twice now, and they all happened this summer. 
um, both ends. I don't go. I never go outside, so I never have to worry about that. I got pooped on by a bird three times in the first five days of the one of the worst jobs that I've ever had, and I was like, "This seems like it's gonna be great." And then I stayed there for another year. (laughs) A good omen for sure. Very good omen. Fuck anyone who says being pooped on by a bird is good luck. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, just when to I first when it. I first moved, when I first moved into this house, um, like before I even moved all my stuff in, like the first day I came in and was like get oh, looking looking over the room to make sure that like my shit would fit. There was a like a pentagram of do- of giant uh, of giant yellow lab shit on my bedroom floor. That's <laughs> awesome. Animals are so much fun. <laughs> I love Jackson so much. Jackson's a big dog. Um. Anyway. Good point. Enough about. Um, uh, animal feces. So yeah, there's seagulls and David Wait, and Marco keep getting really, fucking snippy with really each other. Go on. Segue. <laughs> okay, sure, okay. Yeah. Let's speaking really of, no, no. Speaking of shit, do you know what's the shit? Huh. Drake on beam sunglasses. Oh yeah. These fucking rule. Basically, yes. the gang like starts uh, going over this hotel, and then there's like secret security everywhere and they don't know how many yep. of them are controllers and a guy and uh, Marco, Marco specifically foretells the coming of Men in Black 2 which I think is very funny does he? yes he he says it looks like Men in Black 2 around here which that movie didn't come out for like five years uh, until like five years after this book was released when did the first Men in Black come out? like slightly before this I think this was uh, this was 98 uh, let me look up Men in Black real quick the film, let's just clarify that so that the FBI doesn't come after me. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was 90, th- that was in 97. Oh, that's so. wild. Yeah. Um, but one of these guys is uh, sort of just staring up at the seagulls and at Jake beca- like finds himself in immense pain at one point when this guy is looking at him and then he realizes that what's happening is this guy has like, well, I think Axe explains the possibility that uh, his sunglasses are Dracon beam emitters, and he's basically trying to scare all the seagulls away by causing them huge pain just by looking at them. And yeah. naturally how this develops is that they're like, well, we all have to get out of here, but we can't make it look suspicious. So, of course, Jake, the protagonist, <laughs> action hero, stays so that he can get hit one more time to give everyone else a chance to escape. And it's like, Jake, you know what? I don't know if you're allowed to be mad at Rachel when she has death desires anymore well right. no, no, no. jake jake makes everyone take a hit well they all take a hit but he takes two does he I yeah mean, yeah he does he does yeah because yeah. he gets hit first and then everyone else starts to get hit and he's basically like we can't all scatter at the same time so everybody start going and i will wait here <laughs> and get hit again mm-hmm. someone's got a yeah, and I think they basically, they're like, well, we'll have to find another way, and they kind of go home, and David has nowhere to go, obviously, because his parents have been yerknapped, and everyone's looking for him, and they decide to let him sleep in the barn, which made me feel really, like, territorial. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't stand him, and I was like, get out of Cassie's barn (laughs) you don't belong there no i know it really like i had like an intense feeling of like ugh, (laughs) no this is not a place for you and then uh they he like goes missing one night right is there anything happens between this and him going missing and then finding and then Uh, then finding him broken into the fucking oh well we learned something about double tree um, well we learned something that happens with jake's extended family yeah Um, right yeah yeah, yeah, sadler yeah someone gets like sick or injured or something Okay, A of all. He gets hit by a car. A of all. Sadler? Is that a name? Um, I know it no. as a last name, but not spelt like that. I, I know it as a last name specifically as one of the villains in Resident Evil 4. Oh, there's a, there's a building here that's named after somebody with the last name Sadler, but it's spelled differently. But the funny like a, thing... Like, the, like, the, like a sad version of the Onesler? Yeah. Oh, no, it is like that. <laughs> Um, Sadler stuck. Sadler gets hit by a car, and Jake goes on this like several paragraph thing where he's like, "Well, honestly, I feel a little bad about it, but the thing is, Sadler's kind of a dick, and like kind of always has been, and also like my life is going to be easier because his parents sort of toddle off to help with Sadler to help Sadler's parents, right? Yeah, and he's like." Uh, I should probably feel worse about this, but honestly, that cousin has always been an asshole, oh. and this is going to be a lot easier with my parents not around. And yeah, my first, sure. like, 
I, I, I have to cut in real quick, and we can get back to exactly what you're, what you're saying, but I just remembered... I never actually read the second book in this trilogy. I read the first one, and I read the third one. So I know this start to know how this ends. I just remembered a supremely fucked up plot point for the second book, or for the third book in this trilogy. Uh-huh. Oh, God. I mean... Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, I just there was some there was some heady foreshadowing at the end of the book, and I was like, I wonder what I wonder what David's referring to. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I mean. Anyways, oh go on. He's like David. I was like I. Okay, I know you have the exact inverse reaction, Santa, but I wanted. I like part of me is like, you know what? He's just a child. He's just a little boy. He's just a little boy. Um. So I kind of hope. I know he's gonna be semi antagonistic, but like maybe it's... he's. It's just going to be a big misunderstanding, but, like, everything in this fucking book was, like, he's evil, and just, I'm like, hey, (laughs) he's just a little boy. It's funny, because normally I have that reaction. I get very, very defensive of children in books, generally. Like, I can't read Harry Potter anymore. I know I know read another book, but I can't read it because I get so scared and sad that these 12-year-olds are facing danger all the time. So normally that is very much how I feel, but I think, I don't know, maybe it's just that my, like, protectiveness of the other kids in this book overruled it, but... You can never read Pendragon. <laughs> uh, I can't read anything. I can't read. Um, okay, yeah. My favorite, my, the thing that I wanted most was that this series suddenly took a wild detour and instead of everything else that happens in this book was this became like the jake throws a party episode like marco finds out that jake's parents are out of town and he's like the president can wait we gotta throw a rager (laughs) like just my cousin can get us a kegger yeah oh my god write that fan fiction it would be so good it would (laughs) they just invite everyone but it still has to be like the right age rating so they all like they go and they buy like one of those big uh pallets of like several different types of soda um and everyone's like what you only have pink crush left i wanted orange um and that's the the main conflict of the book that's the main conflict of the book it's really really tame i have i have never in my life encountered or known of the existence of a pink crush until right now oh really i've only ever encounter. I I know like I I assumed no way I I knew grape crush existed but like I I thought that was it I thought it was orange and grape. No, pink is like a cream soda. Oh shit! I'd never heard. Yeah, I I didn't. I know Fanta had a lot of flavors. Hmm. These are all those commercials that they had with the four with the four women. Yes. Dressed in the different colors. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I I tend to avoid crush as a rule because I don't like orange, and I just I know it's like that's one of them. But I'm like, crush? No thanks. You <laughs> Orange? No. Hard pass. Me whenever I'm getting romantic feelings for somebody. Um... <laughs> <laughs> These are fun jokes. There's a great moment in here where Tom is like, Jake, get off the computer. I need to use the phone. Which, fucking shout out. You know? I love the 90s. TBT. That just really made me Only... laugh because it immediately dated it so hard. Yeah, because Marco's copious pop culture references don't date it whatsoever because we, as a society, are just, like, catching up on some on some things. Sure. Yeah. But, like, whenever Marco makes... Marco made a Buffy reference, and I, like, I, I like dissociated for a brief instant because I was like, oh, there, that's that that's how old Buffy is. Okay, uh, oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, but also... Okay, the thing, the thing is, in the pilot episode of, um, of Buffy... Um, oh, what the fuck? Charisma Carpenter's character. Cordelia? Yep. Is that her name? Yep. Um, she refers, she, uh, asks, uh, she asks Buffy if, um, fucking the, uh, God, what the fuck's his name? The, the guy from the, she asks if James Spader is the biggest hottie. And like, as someone who has only encountered James Spader through his NBC, through the NBC series, The Blacklist. Like, it's, it, that was a wild thing that just made me, like, completely lose track of time for a second. Like, because he is, like, he is an old man on the blacklist. He looks like Sam Neill a little bit on the blacklist. I honestly cannot pull up a mental picture of who this man is. James Spader or Sam Neill? James neither. Spader. But also neither. I don't, I've never Sam, encountered uh, a Sam man Neil, in my Sam life. Neil, no, I, I think I know Sam, Sam Neill is the guy from Jurassic Park, yes. Well, I've never seen <laughs> Jurassic yeah. Park, so. 
It's a, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, um, Animorphs. There's a great, great bit here where Cassie calls. This is where David goes missing. Here's what James Spader looks like by now, by the way. Um, this is this is the man that uh, this is the man that Cordelia, Charisma Carpenter calls uh, the uh, the number one hottie in the pilot episode of Buffy. Anyways, go on. Sorry. He has nice shaped lips. Um, he does. Cassie calls because David has gone missing, and the code made me laugh out loud because she's basically like, uh, they don't know if they're being listened to, and she's like, "Hey, Jake, did you catch Letterman tonight? I think it got canceled." And Jake is like, um, "I'm sure that he's still in the same time slot as ever. I'll come over." Like, <laughs> Cassie's like. Thanks, Jake. I just really am missing David Letterman. And it's like, okay. Yeah, these children do not watch David Letterman. That is no. the fact that they would imply that these children watch David Letterman is more suspicious than like, hey, do you know what happened to our good friend David? I know. <laughs> oh, my God. And Jake goes to the barn where he meets Cassie and Rachel. And he's like, whoa, Rachel, when did you get here? Because you're all dressed up. And Cassie's like, Rachel keeps outfits here. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. They are dating so much. Dating they are so, so dating. Oh, they're Ugh. so extremely very much dating. Is yeah, the thing. it's great. And then, unfortunately, okay. there's oh a... Oh, my God. I a... just... I had this extremely gay thought out of nowhere that, like, they're not dating yet, but, like, Cassie is, like... Whenever... When Rachel comes over and gets changed in the barn, Cassie, like, has to, like, physically occupy herself elsewhere because she feels guilty for, like, stealing the furtive glances that she can't help herself from doing. Mm. Yes. Otherwise... I mean, she's deeply, madly in love with Rachel is the thing. Yes. yes this is known. This is known. Oh, my God. And she's, it's, she's so, oh, it's Cassie. Cassandra. She is so much using, like, Jake, Rachel's cousin as, like, basically the same thing, right? <laughs> oh. like, is, you know, it's the transitive property, right? Cassie and Jake have some really lovely interactions in this. Um, oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, they're the best of friends. One of which I love. So there's a really bad morph, unfortunately, because Jake starts to morph into Homer when he's in the barn. And Cassie's like, yo, you can't morph into a dog in here because you'll go crazy on the animals. And Jake's like, okay. And he's like half morphed into a dog and opens the door and like trots out, which is such <laughs> a bad just, mental he's just He just does the I'm going to munch, I'm going to crunch by and then like the music. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he like. Yeah. Waddles to the door. And Cassie comes out. I think that she's already transformed into an owl at this point, but I'm not quite sure. Um, no, no, she was probably still human. And Jake's like, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. And he, like, does the, like, play pose at her. And she very politely is like, I don't think I would like to play, thank you. <laughs> Which makes you so, she, It like, is the best stuff ever. Oh, my God, Jake is so adorable. It's so oh. cute. I love whenever he's a dog. It's like whenever Cassie's a dolphin. They're just like, oh my god, I'm happy for once. <laughs> yeah, but um, so what happens is they is is Jake gets David's scent and follows him until the scent goes cold, and then he picks up a lion scent, and Jake is like, what the fuck? He turned into a lion here, and then uh, and then Cassie is like, I tend to remember you morphing to a tiger and running around on people's roofs, Jake. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then they find David has just broken into a Holiday Inn to watch TV. And my exact note is, I hate him, but mood. I mean, I mean, that was another one of the things where it's just like, I mean, given the opportunity, yeah, me too, right? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I would definitely get up to more shenanigans if I could transform into an animal than these children do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, I know Jake is like kind of the moral compass in this book but he's such a moralist in this book because it's like who cares no yeah, one's using the room no one's losing a profit because you're sitting in the room it's really um, interesting because they've had him make moral concessions before and i think part of it is just a narrative device in order to like give david something to bounce off of but it also makes sense to me that with a new person in the group, he would start to be like occupy more of a commander role, and sure. start to like try to yeah. lay down hard lines. Um, mm-hmm. Right, but exactly. It, it, it is... like everyone else is like like he he like this David. He doesn't know David from Adam, and like he can like just like be he can just like talk to everyone else like person to person. But like he knows David as like a an animal first and a person second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's an interesting difference. I understand why it's there, but it's very much like Jake. 
Jake, tone it down a little Jake, bit. I, I mean, you, he's a teenager. He's doing to, his best. Sure. If you had to steal a t-shirt to save Cassie, you wouldn't worry about paying it back. <laughs> yeah. And he does pay it back. He does. He does. He, sa- he says. In, it. It's so yep. funny. He says when they're con- he says when they confront David in the hotel that he dive bombed as an eagle to break into to watch television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love Jake just being like, "Eagles don't break into hotel rooms," so this is suspicious. <laughs> and David's like, "Whatever." And they like they basically like puff up their chest at each other, and David's like, "You threatening me?" And Jake is like, "No." We're the only family you have. Yeah. And they like... Which was an they intense... Like get... <laughs> Very intense. It was an yeah. extremely intense scene. Yeah. Oh, God. And then the next one gets... The next The next scene is just... They they, they turn it... They tee up into a dragonfly and everyone else turns into flies and they fly into a hotel into and it's fleas. fucking nasty. Into fleas. Into fleas, yeah. thank you. And yeah, they... And then, it's very funny because Cassie's like... Oh, it if we, sucks because we... Jake's eyes balloon out first of, yeah, before anything else. Yeah, the is bad. But they... <laughs> Cassie proposes this flea is riding on a dragonfly like gambit and everyone's like well wouldn't we just fall off and she's like not if we bite whoever the dragonfly is and Marco's like you're disturbing sometimes which makes me very happy and then they mm-hmm. drew yeah. pine needles to to um see who would be the dragonfly which reminded me of the they fry any, scene they didn't have any french fry yeah french and fries. <laughs> my first thought was Marco immediately eats his pine needle as like <laughs> as like a joke like remember I last time when I like back. ate the fry uh-huh. <laughs> and he like eats the pine needle no one else commits to this bit and they're all just watching him and he has to chew and either like sadly spit out this pine needle or actually swallow it he would swallow there's no way he would spit no that out. i think He's it's funnier sw- if he spits it out yeah. because it's like oh, this I, I, is taking I, way I, longer listen. than i thought it would to macerate this like plant fiber yeah i definitely see him sort of like sadly just like <laughs> like sticking yeah. his tongue out letting it fall down um, so yeah, they turn into a dragonfly and it sucks, and they break into the hotel, and then, oh, God, what happens oh, after that? Because this, this whole thing is horrifying. Yeah, this all sucks. I just before we get into the suck, I just have something, one thing to say, which is that Jake is actually really funny when he lets himself be. At one point, he goes, "Ah," I commented calmly, um, <laughs> and then he apologizes for mentioning his butt because he's like, "Then my butt started to turn into a dragonfly butt." Sorry, yes, I'm talking about my butt. It's like Jacobeth. He is Jacobeth. <laughs> and yeah, and then Jacobethany. It, took them, it took them an hour and forty minutes to get to the hotel because when they finally get to the hotel, Axe is like, "Yo, we only have about twenty minutes in morph," and this is where things started to get really fucking confusing for me because there's like holograms start happening. There's great commentary from Axe being like, you put wars on TV for your people to watch humans. Okay. Andalites don't like have any room to speak. Yeah, right? They're literally like a warfaring society. But I I do know that he's like, but it's not entertainment, which like is kind of fair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they, they go into a bellman's hat and they get into a spider web, and this is when things uh, really are really, really bad. Just really bad, because the spider's not great. Mm-hmm. And then also, Jake makes Cassie explode. It's horrible. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. That does happen, because he, 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 like, demorphs first out of urgency, and Cassie is still attached to him as a flea, and she almost just, like... Yeah. Yeah. She pops, because one of his... The explanation is that one of his, like, little dragonfly-sized veins or that that wherever he she was connected to turned into a human-sized vein and the like blood pressure just made her pop and which is horrifying it sucks and then they're all struggling because it's been they're like right at the minute they're all struggling to demorph marco turns into a like four foot tall flea which is it's horrifying but it does okay i've got i've got the i've got the i've got the uh I've got the transcript right here because I, I'm sorry about this. Uh, earmuffed for like 30 seconds. It stood on six bristling legs. The body was the color of rust. It was narrow as if it had been run over by a train. It was built of interlocking plates of armor. Its head was a hideous helmet with a ring of spikes raked back all around the top and sides. At the bottom of the helmet were more spikes, like some horrible parody of a mustache. Two stubby antennae protruded. Saber-toothed tiger teeth stuck straight down. It had two black button eyes, dead, soulless eyes. It was now a flea as large as a dog. I hated it. Yeah, it's not great. It's very bad. But the the, the awfulness of it does make it much sweeter that Cassie 
like Marco is about is like having trouble getting out of this terrible situation and Cassie goes mm-hmm. over and just like holds him and calms him down and talks him through it mm-hmm. even though he's a giant flea yeah um and it's like Cassandra <laughs> the likelihood of me touching a gigantic flea are pretty slim so um she's the bravest woman on earth is basically yeah what I'm saying. Br- braver than every U.S. braver than any and all U.S. Marines yeah. yes or I guess to be topical for this book, the Air Force. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, so this entire next scene is fucking wild. Yeah. Because it's a hologram inside of a hologram inside of a hologram. Yeah, I mean, is that the next? No, we're only dealing with one hologram at this point. But then it becomes. But then it becomes revealed that it's a hologram inside a hologram. No, that is at the very end of the book, my dear. <laughs> no, this is. It starts here. Well, yeah, no, there no, is no, one hologram they're... here. Right, right, yeah, they're right. They investigating. Go, they go back and then, yeah. yeah. They're they, investigating. This is, this they're, is, they're, this in... is their scouting. Yeah, they're they're in the column uh, that's like a hologram, and they're all crammed Oh, my God, that's right. This, that's, this is where the extremely homoerotic scene happens. I don't remember this, and I just read this, so I don't know what you're talking I, about. I think... Um, the gay subtext? I don't know. The Tiger versus Lion thing seems extremely, like... Oh, okay, just... okay, okay, let's, okay, let's backpedal yeah, a little yeah, bit, because yeah, you're okay. jumping yes, way okay. ahead. They, they... No, 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 not, not, the, not, the, not, the, not the very, very end. I'm no, talking no, no, about, you like, are jumping David way ahead. You're jumping ahead. No, 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 no. I'm you're talking jumping... one Sarah, chapter Sarah, ahead when David me. talks about it. Okay, fine, go, go, go. So, so no, but, so, um, there's a, there's a pillar hologram thing, and everyone's inside of it, and that's great. Um, and, uh, uh, Jake exits it to, like, investigate, and then a bunch of, like, important people come around, and he, like, dives, dives underneath the table to, like, listen to what they're talking about um and he basically gets their plan i think because like one of the dudes is obviously a controller um and he's talking about uh like just that the way all of these people are going to be arranged i guess in the order they're yeah. gonna... it's it's some shit basically like the 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 plan of attack as they see it is that um they're going to be, like, that. these, like, world leaders are going to be, like, swapped out as they're approaching the podium. Um, and then, uh, like, because like, the, the, the goal is to, like, acquire them rather than to, like, make them controllers. Yeah. Which, so. so, ultimately, this, I don't know if this plan was fake or if they just changed it, but this plan is insane, first of all. Yeah. Um, it's just complete yes. nonsense. And it's also important to note that they, there's a yerk pool <laughs> um, mm-hmm. inside the hologram, and mm-hmm. they decide not to kill it, which ends up being a good idea because they didn't raise suspicions. But Jake makes a comment about not feeling good about killing defenseless slugs. And it's like, fuck off, Jake. <laughs> they're not, you know, they're not. That's so dumb. That's so I stupid. Mean, yeah, I mean, he's, we've had this, com- like, he, the book has had this conversation before. Yeah. Um, and it's like I never get it every time. But this the, the the justification here ultimately was the fact that they would just replace them anyway, and yeah. then um, they would and then their like whole shtick would be up, you know? Yeah, like, that so that part they would makes lose sense. The element of surprise. Yeah, right. That yeah. makes sense. It's just the like, offhand comment, like, "Oh, but they're def- also they're defenseless, so I wouldn't have wanted to do it anyway." It's like Shut they're up. imperialists. Oh, they're ta- they're, they're terrible. And yeah, th- yes, yeah, basically. And then immediately after this. David morphs a lion because he wants to kill them, and Jake has to stop him. Yeah, Jake, and then yeah. Ja- and then David has the line about who do you think would win, a tiger or a lion? Well, it'd be funny to think about. Jake grabs a lion, like David is just transformed into a lion, doesn't really have a lot of control over yes. it, and Jake yes. just grabs him by the scruff of the neck like a mama cat, and then is like, "Oh shit, this is actually a lion that I'm touching. I forgot. Oops." Manages to calm him down, and then they decide to do the, like, their escape is to do the flea thing again. And they don't know how to arrange it, so Jake is like, hey, don't take this the wrong way, but if you bite me, and then I tr- and then we both transform, maybe you'll still be biting me when we've transformed. Which is yeah. just, like, two teens sitting under a banquet hall table in a fancy hotel like chewing on each other and it's like okay reminder also please do recall that these teens 
are in like skin tight clothing too, which is infinitely funnier. Like like they're both just wearing leotards. Yeah, and they're they've had one conversation. <laughs> okay, I know a couple episodes ago, Seda, you brought up the fact that um Marco or uh, not Marco, um the kids were just like getting really good at morphing back and forth, and like my counterpoint was that like they've been doing this for a while. Like when you start when yeah. you work on a muscle, like but the thing is that David just like has this down pat. He goes from a flea. To a lion, to a flea in like thirty minutes. I know. I took no. I took note of that too, because, yeah, I remember having that grievance and accepting the explanation, like totally. But David morphs like six times in the space of a day, which they absolutely yeah. could not have done uh, the the first like week that they had their powers. I mean, listen. You give me the ability to morph, I'll fucking do it fifty times a day. Yeah. Like I will just do that. Yeah. Yeah, but then you have to sleep for 16 hours. <laughs> yeah. Because you've exhausted well, your body. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind that part. There's also, there's this great, they, they decide, they're trying to figure out um, basically why the Yurks are doing this, why they've decided to acquire the morphs rather than turn everybody into controllers. And the all of the boys have their one theory about... Uh, the logistics of it basically yeah. that it doesn't make sense to turn the president into controller because he probably couldn't get away from his handlers every two days to go to the to go like get some candrona rays mm-hmm. and then cassie comes in with what sounded i swear to god i've read this like fandom discourse post mm-hmm. which was like oh yeah sure of course the dudes are just caring about the plot of the thing and the logistics behind it as a woman i care about the character motivations. I think Visser 3 is doing this because he has a huge ego and is an asshole. <laughs> it was like, I've read this. I've read this exact discourse post, except it was like 45 paragraphs long and written by somebody with a Star Trek fuck URL, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. But, I mean, it was very funny. It was and good. Then Jake basically goes to Cassie and is like, wants to talk to her about David because he can't figure him out at all. And Cassie immediately is like, you want to talk to me about David? And Jake's like, what? And Cassie's like, yeah, you've been staring at him all day. <laughs> and Jake's like, oh, uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. I need you, yeah. Cassie. For normal reasons. I don't understand how emotions <laughs> do. Please help me, Cassie. Yes. Um, I love them so much. I know. And, yeah, this... I really, I really struggled a little bit with the end of this book because they come up with a plan that's just as crazy where they decide they're going to lurk by the Yerk pool. That's not very fun to say. They're going to lurk by the pool. They're going to take out the guards. And then when the world leaders get dragged into the hologram to uh, be acquired, um, they're going to convince them of alien life and then send them on their way and try to like use this as an opportunity which it's just it's such a weird it's just such a crazy plan and this everything starts to really fall apart yeah. and they're all this, they all I, they all turn into birds and they're carrying weights and they have to, to knock out the other guards. They, 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 they have to find their way in past this force field. And Axe is basically like, if I pass out, it's not safe. I'm going to try to get in this force field. If I die, it, I wasn't right. Let's go. If, if I die, it's not safe. Yeah. Um, the, the funniest thing about this is that, like, Jake is extremely worried that the snake that Marco morphed, um, like, put too much venom into one of the guys to, 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 like, accidentally kill him instead of just knock him out. The thing is that, like, they dropped, like, heavy weights on these dudes, on these other dudes, and, like, just, like, give them some serious blunt force trauma to the head. I'd be more concerned with those guys, honestly. It's really... I think that it's, again, a narrative device to act as a contrast to David because they are very, very, very specific several times in this book about using non-lethal force, which in previous books, it's not, they usually don't explicitly say someone died, but they do say he stopped moving or he was taken care of or Rachel hit him really fucking hard. Let's move on. (laughs) I love this. Um, Don't think about it. Don't think about (laughs) it. Don't think about it too hard. Um, And, (laughs) um, but they're very, very specific in this. Like, they have, like, the shot of, you know, when, like, a 
TIE fighter gets blown up in a Star Wars cartoon and they show them like, or in Atla. Okay, and, like, okay. Somebody no, gets blown up and then you I... see somebody like uh, parachuting out. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that, um, when you said that, I was extremely confused because like you said a TIE fighter blows up and like to, my head just immediately said a TIE fighter. Oh, you mean like a Muay Thai fighter. And I'm like, what the fuck did I do at the end of like Muay Thai matchups? <laughs> You know when you kick so hard you explode? <laughs> hey, I've been there. Like, and my my note that made me laugh really hard is that they try to put the snake on stun mode because they they basically they're like, "Okay, Marco, try to inject just enough venom into him to keep him down, but not to kill him." Which is like Yeah, no murder, please. I don't know if <laughs> Also, Axe takes every single opportunity throughout this book whenever they're co- they come up against alien technology to be like, well, Andalites wouldn't have this much trouble with it. It's like... Every- I love him so it's much. Constant, and it's so funny. He is my baby boy. And then we have... We- There's not... There, 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 basically what happens from here is... Because I, I feel like, like we can just skip the next like, 20 pages or so because it's just like, a lot of like preparations and holograms and then holograms and then holograms bullshit. Sure, oh, And just kind of... Fe- I, th- I mean, there's stuff at the end of it, obviously, that well, we take it... Because, like, once the secondary hologram drops and Visor 3 is there and he's got, like, this army of Hork-Bajir... I just... And... Oh, go on. Sorry. I just want to point out one thing because... I'm because this um, is, like, an ongoing thing. Um, they acquire human morphs because they acquire these human yes. controllers. And they have, like, a discussion about that they've decided that this is okay um, in the dire circumstances. Um, which is just interesting because it's been sort of an ongoing problem ethical dilemma yes um and also they uh all dress acts because they don't want to waste the time waiting for him to know how to put on a suit and rachel's the only one who knows how to tie a tie which because i love her so much so hard it's so funny and i have to wonder if it's because she loves fashion or if she was a band kid at one point if she was a band kid what instrument do you think she played (gasps) clarinet cello Cello? Yeah, I can see cello. So this is more of an orchestra situation. I can see. Oh, yeah. I I, I played viola, so I always say orchestra. I I called... Clarinet was the wrong call. Clarinet, she's not like... She's not like timid enough to be a clarinet player. She's a trumpet player. Um, No, Cassie would play trumpet. No, no. Trumpet is reserved for people who are like extremely brash and obnoxious. Like I know some people who play trumpet who are not this, but every single person in high school that uh, that was that played trumpet was extremely obnoxious, a little bit of an asshole, and just like extremely brash personality. I I really don't think Rachel would play a brass instrument. Really? Yeah, I yeah. feel like she'd play a wind instrument. I don't know if she's it, too I, fast Mark, for I mean, brass. Mark Marco would play trombone. He fucking absolutely would play <laughs> trombone. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, then, yeah, then there's holograms, and then... Tobias was a drummer. The, oh, yes! <laughs> and so he, sometimes he just got shafted to auxiliary percussion, but he didn't really mind. Um, yeah. yeah, there's holograms in holograms, Visser 3 is there, and then there's... He has an army, but they're a hologram army, because Marco tries to bite one. It's a lot of, like, emotional waffling for a while, like... Yeah, Visser 3 tries to recruit David... And it pretty much yeah. works. <laughs> he's like, it doesn't no. work immediately, but he's like, hey, if you come to if you come to your parents' house, we will uh, we can we can reunite you with your parents, and I won't turn I won't turn you into a controller, I promise. Yeah. And then like fingers are crossed behind his back or what the fuck ever. And then David's like, I'm gonna do. And then Cassie like bites him in the fucking leg, and he's yeah. like, no, don't. Yeah, and they end up escaping because hotel security hears all of the fighting and basically all like the Animorphs and Visser 3 are like, well, we can't get found out by these humans. So stalemate, let's go. And they just leave pretty I'm much. I'm so good. I love which stalemates. Which I actually really like. Yeah. And then. Stalemates are so fucking cool. Yeah. Then basically David sneaks out. They all, they, they realize that David's probably going to try to get away. Well, there's a great scene yeah, there's where this, this is, David's really like braggadocious. Back. Yes, yeah. I was about to bring that up. Yeah, they're flying back, and David is like, "I wasn't gonna turn. I, I promise. I was just trying to fool him and get close. You saw how close I got, right?" And he like gradually turns over the course of the conversation to being like, "Yeah, I had him right in the fucking palm of my hand. That mm. visor three, more like visor P. Yeah. That's what I would call him <laughs> to his face. But he had, I was a little bit scared, but not that scared. I should have called him visor P. I didn't think about that till just now. Mm-hmm. And everybody just and quietly then, like, "Yeah, David. Jake, totally Jake, David. Jake is." 
Jake is like, Jake literally, Jake private thought speaks to every one of them and is like, don't fucking say a goddamn word. Yeah. I will fucking let him murk, have I will this. murk you. Let him do the, do not let him think that we suspect him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then Jake camps out and in, in the back of Cassie's dad's pickup truck to watch the barn and he passes the fuck out and then Axe wakes him up by thought speaking and is like, hey, idiot. Fucking <laughs> David's, got, David's <laughs> traitoring us right now. David's in the yeah. process of traitoring. So, um, Jake follows him, and he comes to a really gruesome scene, which is, um, it, it's at David's old house, obviously. Right? Um. Yes? Well, they, David's the exploded old house. They, they, they go through the woods, they go to David's old house, they don't stay there for very long, they have kind of a bird fight. I think that David tries to hit... Well, the thing is that this is where they fi- he finds Tobias's body. Yes, right. Um, because Tobias... Tobias is, like, on the floor, yeah, and... Tobias followed... David, oh, I I literally blocked this out because I hated it so much. I didn't even write oh, it down yeah. because it made me so upset. <laughs> yeah, like like Tobias lost contact with Axe and Jake because he was the only one able to keep tabs on him, and they kind of just the Jake and Axe were just like, well, he's probably at his house, right? And they flew there, and um, uh, fucking David is there in his golden in his golden eagle morph. And, like, just perched on his bed watching fucking, I mean, I think they mentioned exactly what it was, but I can't remember what. He's just, like, watching television. Gilligan's Island? I think it was Gilligan's Island. It does sound accurate. But, um, and then uh, Jake notices Tobias is, like, crumpled, bloodied body on the floor. And, uh, it's like, oh, fuck, I think Tobias is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks so so bad. And, yeah, then they have a bird fight. And they end up going to the roof of the mall, which I love as a recurring. My, I think one of my notes was um, that the skylight is is really trying to be fatal to the Animorphs, the mall skylight. Remember that, t- remember that time in book three when Marco, like, fucking with pinpoint accuracy and, like, the arm of, like, better than the... Like, like Marco just went fucking full rookie of the year, like... <laughs> And just, like, cranked his arm back and shot a baseball and saved Tobias's life when he tried to kill himself. Yeah. Yeah, and so we have Jake and, and David do their tiger-lion fight, and then... Yes. Uh, Jake David is, sinks his fangs into Jake. Yeah, and Jake is like, fuck it, let's do this, fuck you, sort of the... I mean, better because the fight between Potter and Voldemort was fucking bullshit in the last movie, but very much like, let's go, let's finish this as we started, David, together, and like crashes through the skylight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they go, then they morph, then they fight, and uh, David sinks his lion teeth into uh, Jake, and Jake sort of starts to lose consciousness, and that's where the book ends. Yep. How do y'all yep. think this rap? I, 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 okay. How do y'all think this resolves? Like, besides, besides how David resolves, obviously. What do you think? How, like, how do you think this resolves for all the other characters? Tobias uh, t- becomes un, like, not dead anymore somehow through Andalite magic, I assume. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if there's some sort of transfer of energy from David to Tobias. Like, they take it's like the Doctor getting extra uh, reanimations. That's not what they're called in Doctor Who. Oops. Regenerations. Regenerations! <laughs> um, from, like, a dying Time Lord or whatever fucking thing Doctor Who usually does. And it's mm-hmm. like, they take the morph power from David and they use it to morph Tobias back to life. <laughs> <laughs> morph Tobias from a dead bird to an alive bird. Yes. Wait, I have the solution, guys. He just has to acquire an alive morph. <laughs> and then he can morph into it. He'll be alive again. Interesting. No comment. Um, yeah, I assume there's some sort of plot magic that happens because um, as soon as he died, I just don't think he's like that. Death is gonna stick. So interesting. No comment. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it can't. <laughs> in my in my personal opinion, in my heart song. Um. Well, let's get into questions. Yeah, let's do that. Before I spoil anything, which yeah. I'm notorious, I'm dangerously close to doing so on accident. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, at Heavenly Evan wants to know theories about how they wrap it up in the next book. Well, I feel like I did, we, we didn't talk this. about that. Off, we definitely have. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't. We didn't seem like we were ignoring Evan's question. Sorry, yeah. Evan. Hi. Uh, also, um, at Core Penetration wants to know what type of personal transportation would the kids use if they had to pick just one? So, um, well, to me, I. Go ahead. Okay, I think like barring the concept of, of a driver's licenses and b like like 
realism, I think Marco would drive an ATV everywhere if he could. Or, like, maybe a dirt bike or something. Marco would drive a dirt bike. I want Marco to have a scooter and insist that it's cool. Oh. Oh, my God. Marco rides a Vespa. Yeah. Oh, yes. Please. Marco keeps failing his driver's test because he keeps, like, driving badly as a joke. So he gets one of those, like, e-bikes <laughs> that can only go, like, 40 kilometers an hour or whatever. He's got flame decals on it. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> but, like, they're ironic. Flame decals or something. Are they? Says. <laughs> so he says, that's yes. What, that's what he says. Yeah. Oh, I, that's great. Cassie is a Jeep Who's girl. Who's most likely to rollerblade? Um, um, Tobias? I mean, my brain... My, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tobias, yeah. rollerblades are bikes um, everywhere. Totally. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Jake just, like... Jake drives a shitty, like... Uh, like shitty car that's like five or six years oh, old. Older than that. I'm thinking more like 10 to 15 years old. <laughs> Okay, yeah. He he. No matter no matter what, he is always one generation of like media player behind in his car. So like, oh when God, all the yeah. cars get cassette tapes, he's driving something with an eight track. When all the, when they all get like CD players, he's driving a cassette tape. When they all get like Blu-ray, whatever the fucks, he's driving. A I have this like feeling in my gut that his dad is the type who would buy him a fixer upper car to build character. Uh huh. You know. <laughs> oh my God! You're so right. <laughs> Oh for yeah. sure. Oh my god. Um, um what about what does how does Axe get around? Oh my god. Oh my he, god. If it were now, I want him to have one of those shitty fake hoverboards. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. And he's like he's like souped up to be absolutely illegal and so dangerous. There's um th- I, I was just reminded suddenly of this, but there's um a a, 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 a D plot to a Hardy Boys book that I remember reading once where they're like. The, there's the Hardys have like a, a recurring character friendly like Charlie or Chuck or something, and he's just like a complete fucking dumbass and a useless mm-hmm. piece of shit. Um, he's like a very good friend of theirs, but um, one of the subplots is uh, like he wants to power up his bike with like fucking rocket fuel, mm-hmm. rocket powered <laughs> bicycle, and he does it. He does it at the end of the book, and that's Axe. Oh my god, he yeah. dreams big. He dreams big. What, uh, Rachel? Does Rachel drive like a hot, does Rachel drive like a hot pink Range um. Rover? That is so much. Um, I don't know what she drives, but she always um, ends up riding in uh, in Cassie's Jeep. With yeah. Her. Absolutely. Yes. yes. She likes the yeah. aesthetic of a convertible, oh but never wants to wrap her hair or anything, so she doesn't go for that. And bugs in her teeth. Yeah. What is, what is, now the qu- real question is, what is David? Um, David is fucking dead, so I don't know. David's in the <laughs> back of a police car from me arresting him <laughs> for killing birds <laughs> arrested for, bird, for crimes. bird crimes mm-hmm. uh that's the end of the episode cool um so if you want to find the podcast at the wonder yorks on twitter uh that's or the wonder yorks at gmail.com uh, if you want to support the show patreon.com slash fear baiting which supports this and our sister show fear baiting which is uh blair and mine's uh horror movie podcast Thank you to our patrons. At the $1 a month level, you get access to any bonus content we do, voting for fear-baiting episodes and such. Uh, $5 a month, you get a message. $10 a month, you get to demand to us watch a movie on fear-baiting. So thank you very... And uh, you get shout-outs on the episodes for $5 and $10. So thank you very much to Michael Kaiser, Sophie, the cool Sophie, Kit, and Paul Bechtel. We love you. We love you all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find me elsewhere, my Twitter at actually changed. So uh, because I was having a weird kind of small, very minor identity crisis over the fact that like literally every other speedrunner and every other furry I know goes by a, a like a, a handle of some variety, mm-hmm. and I just was like Sarah or Lulu, which is yeah. only a name. Mm-hmm. And so my Twitter at and also my Twitch stream, by the way, which I'm streaming more at now, is uh, Sunhat Zenya. S U N H A T Z H E N Y A. Uh, and my Tumblr is still Chie Satsunakas. But um, also, this upcoming Sunday, I'm going to be on a stream for Games Finished Adequately again. Uh, it's a stream to... Um, oh, God. It's to raise money for charity, but I can't remember which one it is off the top of my dome. Um, but uh, we'll be sp- I'll be speedrunning Cuphead. It's going to be like my farewell to Cuphead. It's going to be the last time I run that game for at least a considerable future. So if you want to tune in for that... Uh, I'll be going around like 3.30 Eastern Standard Time on Sunday afternoon. I'll be tweeting all about it. So, you know, don't worry about... Mi- don't, if you follow my Twitter, don't really worry too much about missing it. But, you know, just a heads up. 
Uh, and that's it for me. Oh, yeah. Also, follow my leftism. Check out my leftism podcast, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, which I do with 11 other people. Cool. Cool. Um, if you want to find me on the internet, you can do so at Blair Kitch on Twitter or BlairKitch.tumblr.com. Um, I, another thought about handles is that, like, I was like, oh, I should, before I went by the name I go by now, I was like, I should have a cool internet name, and then I just made that cool internet name my, like, my actual human name, so, uh, <laughs> be careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you say the thing? Yeah, I said the thing. You, okay, you say the I can thing. say a thing. I'm <laughs> on the internet. I'm on Twitter at <laughs> nudity with an EA instead of a Y. And I make music um, you, that you can find at gaygothvibes.online. And my other podcast will actually be updating next week. It's a podcast where I make songs to solve little problems. And I've actually written the songs and I just have to record them. So it'll finally be updating for the first that time in five fucking months. It's such a good fucking podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 called on music for molehills, correct? Yeah, that's the one. It's it's such a good fucking podcast. I love it so much. Yeah, fun. and if you know, my Twitter, I tweet about everything I do, including like when I, you know, wash my hair and stuff. So it's like really exciting, mm-hmm. and you'll or cry about Geralt. I cry about Geralt all the time. Uh, Who isn't though? At I mean, all the, times, th- right? the, the thing is that like Geralt is ext- Geralt is not my cat, but like I still kind of tear up about him every once in a while. Yeah, it was his birthday. We, his birthday just passed. Yeah, happy, happy birthday, Geralt. This episode goes out to Geralt. Yeah. Shout out to the little boy who lives in my home and yells at me. <laughs> I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode This week's episode of the Wonder Yerks. Uh, we'll be back again in two weeks with the finale of the David trilogy, which I'm losing my fuck damn mind just thinking about. But until then, you can... F- uh, I almost did my links again. <laughs> Until then, until then, I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. I'm Sada. And we're trapped in the time loop. And remember, keep your hand on the Escafil device. Don't even move it off. It's so awesome. <laughs>